0: Let's go over it. Where are you? I stand outside and guard the door. I don't let anybody go in or go out. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown waits in the car.
1: It's parked across the street. It's like in the signal, then he pulls up in front of the store.
0: Mr. Blonde, and Mr. Blue.
1: Crowd control. We handle customers and employees.
2: What is up, everyone? This is another episode of The Rotten P, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen.
1: I'm Mr. Pink. I'm Mr. Blue. I'm Mr. Orange.
2: And I'm Mr. Purple. Oh, no. Be thankful you're not Mr. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott, actually. I'm Jake.
0: I'm, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach.
2: And uh, that was the longest clip from this movie that we felt comfortable using.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I uh, I was, honestly, I it hadn't been that long since I watched the movie, but then I watched it for this. And I was like, oh my gosh. They they are just so vulgar. What are we gonna use? <laughs> you know. It turns out that. <laughs> <laughs> but then one second later
0: than that, and you can't use it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had to cut the clip. <laughs> yeah, most of our clips are between thirty seconds and a minute. I think last week's was over a minute. It was like a
1: minute and ten.
0: Yeah, occasionally we have uh, you know, a a speech about our independence day that's like two and a half minutes long. (laughs) Sometimes we
3: have someone saying Wally for 30 seconds. (laughs) Was that one really 30 seconds? Wally's was longer than this one? Not 30 seconds, but it was longer than you would think of just (laughs) Wally. Oh, man.
0: But we are doing Reservoir Dogs.
2: Yeah, I I like this movie a lot. I picked it. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you pick it, Jake? Uh, Why did you pick it? (laughs) It, this is my first time since Scott got all intense about this. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared. Uh, I, I like the movie a lot. I think that like like most Tarantino movies, it's a movie you should probably go see. And I, I think it's his first movie, which is kind of interesting. I think it's hard not to compare this movie to like Pulp Fiction because they're both like crime movies in LA. They came out pretty similarly. Um, but yeah, I like it. It, it. It's quick and it's a fun time. I think uh, you should go see it if you don't mind a lot of swearing and stuff. In some racism. And violence, like torture. Yeah. Don't see it. (laughs) Actually, I take it back. Don't see it. Quick
3: and a fun time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, I feel like the only way that I like a Jake pick is if it's Tarantino. That's not true. I can't think of another one. Hold on. What have you picked that I liked that wasn't Tarantino? Let's let's go backwards here. We got Unforgiven. You no, kinda, you kind of liked it. You said uh, you kind of liked it. Spirited Away. I, I I said I couldn't think of like a single thing about it that I, was good.
1: Spirited Away. One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
3: I I I was kind of <laughs> bored. And one flew over
1: crash. the crash. That was I a didn't joke. crash. That was me. Oh wait, Vertigo. Oh
3: yeah, it was. It was I like Vertigo.
1: Burn after reading. Okay, I did like that movie. Okay.
3: Yeah,
1: Blood Diamond. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not at all. Ten you know, things I hate about no, you. No, it was terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of season two. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you got one. Cohen Brothers and and, now, and a Hitchcock. That one was okay. It wasn't my favorite. Mm. It was like okay, if this is a typical like old movie Jake pick. This is better than some of the other ones. <laughs> I don't have
2: anything to pick. You guys, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the movies. You know, guys have seen all the movies. You're running out of
3: Tarantino.
2: So yeah. That's true. Jackie Brown next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going straight to another Jake <laughs> pick Yeah.
0: Oh man. Uh, well, I had seen this movie before. Who, who, if any, were I a was late a late bloomer. bloomer. All right. I think
1: I might have been the only one. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I thought it was good. Actually, I thought it was better than Pulp Fiction. I enjoyed it more than Pulp Fiction. Um, I didn't think it was as good as like Inglorious or Django.
2: So I think like comparing to Pulp Fiction, I don't know if you this tracks i feel like like the highs aren't as high but there's there's not any low you know where like pulp fiction drags a little bit i don't feel like this one does but like when pulp fiction is good i think it's better than this
1: um i i don't think that i i mean i i agree with the dragging part in pulp fiction but i thought the highs in this were better than the highs in pulp fiction really mm. Pulp fiction i mean i understand why it was good i rate i it was just middle ground for me like and now i have this is our fourth one i think pulp fiction is my lowest rated one Nope. Okay. Yeah. So. Should I go is ahead? Good, but it, I don't think it was as good as Django or Inglorious.
0: Actually, before we hear from you, let's hear some facts, Scott.
1: Yeah, let's jump into it. Well, we already talked about it was directed by Quentin Tarantino. It was also written by Quentin Tarantino. It released September 2nd, 1992. Has a runtime of 99 minutes. Uh, the other guys gave this a 92%. Uh, IMDb gave it an 83 uh, and then this is where it's weird. Uh box office of 2.9 million
2: on a budget on of 1.2, a 1.2, 1.2. Oh,
1: so it did double. It's just really low.
2: Well, this is, I think technically an independent film, mm-hmm. um, which I think, uh, oh gosh, I already forgot the magazine. Somebody voted at the best empire. Yeah, empire magazine voted the best independent film of all mm-hmm. time.
1: It, uh, also didn't win any awards.
2: Huh. Huh. Probably it probably it didn't qualify. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Um, I'm with you, Scott. I, uh, I really, well, maybe I like this movie more than you do because I, I really love Reservoir Dogs. Um, and I think that this was probably the second Tarantino movie that I saw. The first one was Pulp Fiction. So I remember watching Pulp Fiction and not loving it and still, I still don't love it. Um, I would say I really like it, but I don't love it. And so kind of wondering, like, I don't, maybe I don't really care for Tarantino. And then I watched this movie and I was like, oh, shoot. I really like this. I, I think I might really like Tarantino, but I'm with you in that. Like, I do prefer this to Pulp Fiction as well, mm-hmm. and I think that the highs for this movie are still higher than the highs in Pulp Fiction. Really? For me. Yeah. I think yeah. like
2: like the every like like the the two big scenes. I like 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 the one in the beginning with Samuel Jackson. Like that is ju- that's one of my highs in movie. Like, I in, love that in scene. film history. Yeah, I love yeah. that scene, and I I really enjoy.
1: Or is that the diner?
2: No, where he's uh, where he's like given the, the Bible speech and mm. he and they, they
3: uh they kill Brett. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Love it, that scene. It was just <laughs> okay to me. Hmm. Uh I mean I really like that scene too. Yeah. I I wouldn't say it was just okay. Like I do really like that. But everything about this movie, I think just from the minute it starts to the end point, like I'm just so bought in. Yeah. Twitter's like maybe an equivalent to that would be the the diner scene at the beginning. I don't know if I could say that's objectively better than maybe the the diner scene in Pulp Fiction, but I think I like it more because I'm just uh, I'm already invested in the story a lot more, Uh, I guess maybe because that starts the movie. So maybe like now that I've seen it, I'm instantly bought in more. Um, But I I, everything about this movie, I really like and I think the highs are is I think. okay, I think a high of this movie is the Tim Roth flashback scene. Mm. Oh, yeah. and that I like more than anything in Pulp Fiction really? like I, I love that scene yeah I do I loved him and I think that when I watched that movie and they revealed that he's the cop I remember like holy crap like yeah I didn't think he was one I did think there was gonna be one of them was the cop yeah.
1: I didn't think it was gonna be him
3: me neither and so I remember like that made more of an impression on me than I think anything in Pulp Fiction did but overall, like I also I love movies. If it's done well, I love when a movie stays in one location for most of the movie. Like I just think that that's such an interesting way to, like I just feel like there's so many creative things you can do with that. And I think that this movie does that really well. That just every time I watch it, I love it. Yeah, I, I oh. love. I was gonna say I love Steve Buscemi in this movie. Like it's by far my favorite Steve Buscemi role. Um, I just think the story itself is is so good and creative, and I love the way that Tarantino throws us into the story and then goes back and kind of develops the story uh-huh. and develops these characters and gives us a little like insight into who they are and everything about this movie I really love. And I think it's cool to go back and kind of see where Tarantino started off. This movie reminds me a lot um, of Memento because they're both – well, actually, the, that one actually wasn't Chris Nolan's first movie. But it's the first one that I saw. And I feel like they're very similar And that like at that point in Tarantino and Nolan's career, they didn't have the resources to make these huge, polished, perfect movies that they can now. So they had to kind of make do with what they had. But they do that really well and they found really creative ways to make really compelling stories with limited resources that also kind of capture... Their unique style and voice really well. um and so, yeah, i I love this movie. This is I wouldn't say objectively, it's like top tier Tarantino, but subjectively, it's up there for me. It's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. And I was really happy that you uh, picked this movie,
2: yeah, no, I think I agree. And I think like like a lot of those things that you like, I think it, like I think we almost have like a, a jaws situation here where like just being limited in some ways we're like, they didn't have very much money to make yeah. the movie. And I think that that made them get scrappy and make something better. We're like, you don't see the heist. It's a heist movie and there's, yeah. there's no heist in it. You know, like yeah. you miss that whole thing. And they, they stay in that one spot and like like they didn't even have enough money to rent cars or like like do traffic assistance. So like Steve Buscemi is throwing that woman out of the car and driving away uh, just when the light's green, you know? And like stuff like that, I think is funny and, and interesting. And I, I think I respect the movie a lot more realizing how scrappy they had to get. No, I, I I agree.
0: Yeah, I, it reminds me of I th- I think I first heard this from. I think it was Bob Iger that said something to the effect of that. Uh, um, limitation is uh, like where uh, innovation is born. Like you, you won't innovate unless you have to, and you only have to when you have limitations. And, uh, and so this was my, this was the very first Tarantino movie I ever saw. And, uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't love it because it's just not, you know, at the time I I don't think I had ever really seen an independent film before. So it just seemed low budget to me. You know, it, it just wasn't what I was expecting. I was a kid. I was way too young to be watching this movie probably for the first time. Um, but going back over the years and watching it more and having watched more of Tarantino's films, this for me is definitely up there. Um, I think that how he, and Zach, you, you stole the words out of my mouth comparing this to Pulp Fiction. I think that one of the things that I, I don't like as much about Pulp Fiction is they spend so much time in different locales covering different stories. And we're bouncing around a lot, and it sort of ties together. I mean, not sort of. It does tie together at the end. But it just seems like a little bit more of an unnecessary journey, like almost like showing off a little bit, flexing a little. Where this, we just spend all this time in this room, and I love it. I love the tension that you get out of this one location and these really long takes and these really long dialogue sequences. I think it's super compelling storytelling. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, And I was really excited to see you nominate it. I I think it makes perfect sense that Tarantino is the director that we've done more movies of than anyone else. Um, And it's not because he's just made so many movies. It's just (laughs) because everyone that he makes is, Exceptional. I hear he's talking about retiring after his next movie. He always... I think he said from the get-go that he was only ever going to do eight movies. Oh, really? I heard he was talking about one more or something.
2: Or maybe it was nine. Whatever it is. Uh, Yeah. Well, because I think... Wasn't Once Upon Time in Hollywood the
0: ninth?
3: I think it depends on if you consider Kill Bill one or two movies. And I think Tarantino considers them one.
0: Okay. And I think it probably also depends on if you consider... um, The what was the horror movie they did? Oh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. It depends if you consider that a Tarantino movie. So
2: he actually, I was reading and I forgot to mention it uh, before we started, but he like did that, and that was what allowed him to be able to direct this. Apparently, they weren't gonna give it, weren't gonna give him the director job, and then he did that. Like he'd written the screenplay, and then uh, he did that, and then he finally was able to talk them into letting him do this movie. Got it. Got it.
1: I feel like we need to do more Roland Emmerich movies. Do
0: it. Yeah, go for it, man, Zach. If we're gonna do it, you have to nominate it.
1: That's fair. Yeah, you have. nominated two powers, so
0: well, you've you nominated
1: would... both of them. I did. Pick more. Okay, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna start picking Roland Emmerich movies like uh, Jake Picks westerns.
3: So, if <laughs> like you once a year.
2: I think I will.
1: Oh, I guess I did two last year,
2: didn't I? Yeah, so, I hadn't seen the other one though before.
3: I just counted. If you consider Kill Bill one movie, and you don't consider Death Proof or the other one, Dusk Till Dawn. He's done uh, eight movies.
2: Okay.
1: Um, interesting.
3: JP got on us for not checking some of our facts, so I, I made sure to check that one real quick. JP. Good. Oh,
1: my gosh, JP.
3: Just please
1: stop talking to us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I'm we, sorry. We, we
2: weren't just sitting there in awkward silence. <laughs> um, we just We thought the effect was coming. Uh, but no, one of the things I think I like about this movie and like you were talking about like the, the diner sequence and then like like some of the flashback sequences is like, like just, I think we talked about this before too, like the dialogue that I think isn't necessarily driving anything forward. Yeah. But like, I feel like it just feels like, not that I know what criminals talk about, but it feels like what I would imagine they're sitting around and talking about, you know, and like, like it feels real and it makes them feel like people. Um, we're like, they're having that conversation about who's in what movie and what TV show. Right. You know? And it's like, that's not doing anything for the story, but
0: no, but love it. Yeah. Me too. Uh, because it's the kinds of things, some of them, some of them not, but it's the, the types of things that we would just sit around and talk about, Uh. you know, if we were hanging out, like just total meaningless, you know, nonsense kind of a thing. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Would, uh, Jake, would you say this is a better movie than spirited away? Yes, I would. Tyler. Yes. Zach. Yeah. I would too. It's officially a better movie than Spirited Away.
2: Do you have air horn noises? Oh. <laughs> is that for this
1: movie or for Spirited Away? That's know. for
2: it's Spirited just... Away fans. Yeah, it's for no. Spirited oh, okay. Away fans. I really yeah. feel like we should hit that with like air horns and stuff. Like, oh, is it so better like than Spirited Away? Like... And like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but definitely I would. Don't even have to think about that one.
1: Nice. I. We, yeah. <laughs> uh, Spirit of Way was your mo- Yeah, it was your movie. It was my movie. Okay. Yeah.
2: I just, I like it, you know, and I was like, well, <laughs> like, 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 let's do a cartoon, you know, and like, and I was trying to think about like what cartoons, I just assumed we'd seen all the Pixar movies, or like, I'd never seen Wally, so I didn't think about picking it, but like, I just assumed we'd seen most of them. And I was like, oh, well, this is one that people love, you know, I'm surely not going to get so much hate from the guys for this because. I just
3: kind of like it. And I was like, let's get a cartoon out there, you know? <laughs> no one gets punished for their picks as much as Jake does. That's true. It's
2: crazy. Like, this one I wasn't even going to die on, but I got killed for it, you know?
3: <laughs> like, Tyler picked Footloose, and it was just like, that's one and done. Like, Yeah, Tyler made okay. me watch Footloose on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, we rated it lower than Spirited Away, but we still trash on
1: Spirited Away over Footloose.
3: Probably because we got such an intense reaction from some people. Oh, my gosh. And, People love that. And, well, And
1: part of it, too, is Tyler also rated Footloose really low.
3: Yeah. That's true. I rated right. Spirited Away very reasonably. Yeah, low. I know. And Jake loved Spirited Away. <laughs> yeah,
1: 7.4 coming out of Spirited Away. Vote for Jake. Tyler at a 3.2. <laughs> Me at a 3.9.
0: <laughs> I think, though, it also is, it might have something to do with that I control four of the top five rated movies mm. for the podcast. I so. do have the mm. number one, though. It's true. You do. And it was Tarantino, so yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're learning from uh, your successes <sighs> yes, rather the than failures. The thing, your thing is, is like, like I have exactly. to take you're not choose. in the top
3: five, huh? Yeah, no. I have to but pick. And here's choose. the thing. Here's oh. the thing. Tarantino's my favorite director, him and Fincher. But mm-hmm. I didn't pick a single Tarantino movie. Yeah. Like I've been trying to pick more so like movies that's going to uh, facilitate some interesting discussion or like totally some stuff I've never seen before. And
1: you get things like I picked Fight Club, and so it's like something yeah. that you would have picked yeah,
3: but I picked it first. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because you lied and said that you hadn't seen it before. I didn't lie.
1: Oh, can we just start lying?
2: (laughs) We're doing Endgame next week. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't haven't seen it.
0: I saw it with you. No. Somebody else. Close my
1: eyes.
2: (laughs) We almost
0: accidentally. You closed your eyes the whole movie. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We almost accidentally lied with Unforgiven because Tyler and I found out that we both had seen it before while watching it. Yeah.
0: That's a little different since we did not remember. Any of the movie, yeah. like, <laughs> so I would still even if I remembered that I had seen it once, I would be like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> it's fine. I haven't seen
3: it. Do you guys think that we're ever gonna get a movie that's gonna replace Inglorious Bastards? I think we've got to. I don't. I think it'd be hard. So. I, just I don't watched, know if we will. I watched it again not that long ago. Riveted again. It's,
0: I just it's like top five movie for me. Yeah. I think here's here's the reason why probably not. Is that I feel like me, it especially could be so but,
1: much higher. If I would have rated it higher too, Scott <laughs> seems had two tens and a nine point seven, and it's a ninety four. Scott seems so happy that he brought it, gave it down. I gave it an eight point two.
3: Okay.
0: So that's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like Zach, you and I have a propensity to rate something really high. Scott never will. Yeah. Scott's never
2: seen a perfect ten. That's true.
0: No, like he doesn't believe in Do you think you
3: could ever see a perfect 10?
1: No. He would just stop
0: he What He
3: doesn't that believe in it. That makes no sense. sense. I don't think I would ever give anything a 10. That makes no sense.
1: No, because you always have to leave yourself room to see something that could be better. Like 9.9 9 is the absolute highest I would ever rate anything.
2: But
3: then, but then that also means that nothing ever will be better. Yeah, like if you give yourself a ceiling, it's the same as a Yeah, 10. so <laughs> a 9.9 9 is you your You just lowered the ceiling. Yeah.
0: But this no, one goes to eleven because <laughs> you got to leave room. Like I,
1: after I rate something at nine point nine, then I would feel comfortable going to ten. But then, what if
3: something comes along that's better than that ten? Then then it's an then eleven. it's just, then it's
1: just ongoing tens.
3: Why can't what, I get just you to do it now?
0: Because <laughs> I rated it eight point two. Uh, all right,
3: all right, let's move on. <laughs>
0: His logic is undeniable. Yeah. Scott, By the way, have you guys seen iRobot? I have. I want to quit. <laughs>
3: Let's end the podcast now. Zach,
1: have you seen iRobot?
3: Yeah. Dang it. Scott, Scott does it's not- It's not a movie you should have seen. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, hey, I will say, more than Last Castle, it is. Absolutely. Maybe. Know. But you guys would probably
1: rate it lower. Oh,
3: for-, oh, for I haven't right. seen it in a long time, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> I do love a good it Will was Smith, Smith movie, Smith is the lead. It's- it's probably. You I,
0: watch your mouth.
3: I, I just want to say. Independence
0: Day. I just want to say I desperately want to see Scott be like a judge for gymnastics for the Olympics. <laughs> like he just will Like no. Two. Like everyone's like 10, 10, 10. And Scott's Six point like. 6.8. Yeah. 9.9. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done better. <laughs> Always got to leave room for something better.
1: <laughs> you got to. <laughs>
3: Where were we with Reservoir Dogs? I don't even remember. I got, got so worked to. up. Did we all already talk about if we like this movie? Yeah, I think yeah, we all said yeah. we like it. Okay. We you also be liked it.
1: We already did just the facts. Oh, let's, let's wrap it up. Go yeah, ahead let's yeah. It. that's
0: it. Let's just go home, guys. Perfect. I mean, I mean it's going to be hard for us to talk about anything else without, you know, with all the cussing that's in this. That's so. true.
2: We could talk about <laughs> how crazy the actor who played uh, Big Joe is. Oh yeah, <laughs> he uh apparently was just a huge problem and nobody liked him. Like he just he couldn't remember his lines. He kept getting distracted and uh Tarantino fired him on his third day of filming. So everything that he, every scene he was in was within 3 days and then uh, Who's Big Joe? That that that's the guy that's the crime organizing the heist that they're trying to get. <laughs> the him. old one. Yeah. So like, those were
1: all shot in the first 3 days. Yeah, and then they fired him. This like is like, crazy
3: cuz he's in the ending scene. You know what else is crazy? That's not, yeah. that's not, I know it's not that, like super out of the blue, but it, he that early into the shoot just still seems weird to me. Yeah. You when know? you, get, so did he not get paid? Like, how does that work?
2: I assume you have to get paid, but like, maybe it's, I don't know how it works.
1: Like, what's know. the point of firing I, yeah. him if you already finished his scenes? Well, he may have,
2: maybe may he had other have, scenes, yeah, they, they may have kinda, just yeah. changed the script. That's true. Hmm. Uh, but like, you know, it's, you know, what else is nuts? He was on set for three days, he got arrested. In that time. <laughs> he pulled a
3: gun on his nephew. He got arrested. And then they had to go bail him out and bring him straight from his arraignment to the set. <laughs> I would fire him too. Didn't uh <laughs> didn't an altercation between him and Michael Madsen inspire a quote? Yeah.
2: So him Michael Madsen was getting so mad at him because he was so difficult to work with that Tarantino had to pull him aside and he said, I need you cool. Are you cool? And then that's what uh that's what Mr. White ends up saying to Mr. Pink. Yeah. He's like, I need you cool. Like, are you cool? And then they, they go back out to to tim roth dying on the floor
0: um, <laughs> i wouldn't be cool let's uh let's let's chat a little bit about uh just like tim roth as an actor oh i love him because he's like seriously one of my all-time favorite actors he needs to be in more things yeah He seen... should have
1: been like in the hulk or something you know what <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of Hulk references for the last three. Episodes. <laughs> well, we had two Mark Ruffalo
2: movies, and now, and now Tim Roth was in the Hulk. <laughs>
0: different Hulk. I one of the things in this movie that stood out to me this time, watching it a little more critically for for to record this episode, was that uh, Tim Roth, you know, he's so very young in this. Um, all of his physical acting, his mannerisms, his facial expressions, which he's so known for, like he's so expressive, are all so Tim Roth. But because of his accent, his American accent, and just his youthful voice, he sounds nothing like Tim Roth. Yeah. Like if I were just listening to audio of him, like I wouldn't have been able to be like, oh yeah, that's Tim Roth talking. Especially that scene where he's
2: rehearsing his... his uh, anecdote that yeah. he has. like he, I was like, what is he? I don't even know what he sounds like.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. Totally.
0: Sounded nothing like him, but his face is just so, like his facial expressions are just so recognizable. Like he, when he's, you know, talking and telling a story, the way he animates, it's like, oh, I've seen Tim Roth do that before. And that uh-huh. that's just always a treat. It's always so fun.
2: No, yeah, he uh, apparently refused to read for the role, but instead he went out drinking with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Harvey Keitel. Uh, and then he started reading after they were drunk and got the role. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He refused to read for it? Apparently. That's what I read online. Oh, gosh. And I'm sorry. One more bit of trivia uh, that I forgot to read was that apparently uh, James Woods was approached for a role in really? this movie. And uh, the, it was so low. Like, they, they kept reaching out to his agent. And the, the money was so low that his agent didn't pass it on to him to even look at and, uh, and then he found out later and he was so annoyed that he fired his agent
3: <laughs> really? and got a new agent because wow. he,
2: because he didn't know even that he was offered the role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder what role it would have been. Tarantino t- t- said he wasn't going to say, uh, but people think it was Mr. Orange. Tarantino
3: oh. is so stubborn with little things like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, have Which you one's heard? Mr. Orange? That's Tim the Orange. main. Yeah, oh, yeah the Orange. cop. Yeah.
2: Um, Tarantino is nuts. Have you heard that he's not giving his mom any money? <laughs> because she said something derisive about his writing uh, yeah. when he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, well, you're not going to see a penny when I get famous. And then <laughs> he held to it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, he's- If I ever get famous, I'm not giving my mom anything. (laughs) Did she belittle what you were doing, or you just don't want to give your mom anything? Um, I'm going to give it to my dad, and then- He'll probably give it to her. her. I I just don't like being handed things or handing people things. But how are you going to give it to your dad? Just direct transfer. Like, you can't do that to your mom? No, I don't don't have her bank information. (laughs) Just have your dad's (laughs) bank information, and it's separate from your mom's? Yeah, if I need, like, an extra, like, Slurpee or something, I- Pull money from my dad's account. <laughs> yeah. An extra Slurpee. Yeah. But what's wrong with the Slurpee you have? Well, I'm, I know I'm going to finish it. I'm going to need another one. <laughs> okay. You guys don't have extra Slurpees? I don't know the last time I had a Slurpee was. <laughs> I'm gonna, who does Slurpees? I don't even remember. 7 Eleven? Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. But to I don't remember either. But to be honest with you, I really want a Slurpee now.
3: <laughs> yeah. kind of ruin I, the Slurpees after this? <laughs> I've never needed anything that costs so little <laughs> to where I needed to dip into my dad's bank account to, to, buy, to buy a second one. Yeah. How much are they? I don't know. They're probably like $2. less than ten. That's all that matters. <laughs> less than ten. Well, what? If I'm
1: a little broke boy. <laughs> then don't buy two slurvies. What if my wallet's the size of uh, JP's? Wallet. If you're
3: so broke enough that you can't buy two Slurpees, you probably shouldn't be buying one yeah. in the first place. <laughs> you well, know, what?
2: I wanted Slurpee. This is what the this is what the millennials are doing wrong. Stop buying Slurpees every day. You're going to save
1: hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, and then we're destroying the housing market yeah. <laughs> with our Slurpees. Our Slurpees. Slurpees. That's yeah. why the housing market is so low right now. Yeah, it's just Slurpees and avocado toast <laughs> are ruining There's, the housing market and, and diamonds. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> blood diamonds. Blood diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what I do is I get lab grown
0: diamonds and then I put them through conflict. <laughs> you put the diamonds through conflict. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with like w- world conflict. You just yeah. like yell at the diamonds yeah. and, and then, beat you them know, around a little.
2: No. Then what I do actually is I give it to Leo and then I have him smuggle it inside a sheep. And then, <laughs> and then he brings it back to me. Okay. You dip them in
1: pig's blood, right? <laughs> no. Oh, where did I hear that from? Leo. <laughs> How does he just make up stories? He makes uh, up yeah, stories. Yeah, he's got to throw j- you off the set. Oh, that's right. Leo told Danny, and
3: Danny told me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I also really liked Tim Roth. I <laughs> thought he did a good job. No, you, you don't he like, a like
1: the mythos that we build here, do you?
3: Sometimes I do. Sometimes <laughs> okay. I'm not as into it.
0: <laughs> like, he was really into the Lord of the Dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very much in the Lord yeah, well of the
2: Dance. Well, he's dances. he's learning the tango.
3: So Lord of the Dances. Yeah. So
2: you... How do you yeah. think uh, well,
1: I I spin around like a Wonder Woman
3: and then, <laughs> and then become
2: and then my clogs
1: come on. How would the Lord of <laughs> if, how would the Lord of the Dance fared if he was in this movie?
2: Uh well honestly I think the whole heist would have went off without a hitch. Uh, like you would have killed the cop. You would have sniffed uh, him just, out. No, just, no no no.
0: It, he wouldn't have Mr. Blum wouldn't have had to shoot anybody cuz Jake yeah, would just clogged their hands before yeah, they could get the alarms hit the alarm.
2: wouldn't have tripped. You
1: know, and then... But and the then, cop was still an inside guy. Like, the other cop Yeah, cops but then, yeah,
2: there. afterwards, I just kick him with my clog. And then I'm like, you don't get anything. And then we kick him out, and he can't give any evidence. And
1: you would have just clogged all the cops?
2: Well, no, yeah, well, if I clog him in the head, right, he forgets who he's seen. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and then, oh, I forgot you had magical clogs. Well, just, yeah, I just hit him really, just just hit he, him really yeah. hard.
3: Just he suffers head trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Especially got really if strong your, your clogs muscles. have spikes on them now, too. Uh. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Head trauma as bad as the cop experienced in this movie? I'm not going to cut his ear off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Would you clog his ear off? (laughs) Yeah, that's acceptable.
2: (laughs) By the way, that ear hole was nasty. We (laughs) we saw it too much. It was
0: so awful. (laughs) It, It was gross. It looked
1: unrealistic to me.
3: I mean, I don't know I, what it would look like. Yeah. So, I don't
1: imagine it would look like that.
3: I, I was watching this movie on a plane, and I had to turn around to see if there were children behind me during this scene. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember if they show it. I was like, I don't think they show it. And then they showed it. Dude, they like, show it oh, so
2: they, much. Yeah. They, like, don't stop showing
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, that that scene, like, really just... I hate this I hate that scene, I hate like, that I, scene I, I, with I a passion. Really
3: Apparently, <laughs>
2: Quint loved it. He had to fight like everybody to keep it in the movie. It like he had to fight like Weinstein to and everybody and like, no, we're keeping this in.
0: Well, and what did you say? He blew the entire music
2: budget. Oh, he blew the entire music budget on stuck in the middle with you for that scene. <laughs> so then they got every other song in the movie for free. Cause they're like producers worked out deals apparently. And then they just paid to license Steelers wheel. <laughs> uh, and then they had no score in the movie. It was just licensed music. Gosh. That's funny. Crazy risk. To take, maybe that's why they were doing the super sounds of the '70s because they could only secure '70s (laughs) songs. Like
0: they're like, no one's making money on this anymore. It's fine. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Scott just arrested us all
2: with a glance. (laughs) Me at least. I arrested you. Yeah. What does
1: that even mean?
0: Just held me, held yeah, seized yeah. my attention. I held you hostage with my eyes. Yes, yes. you do like it. Robert Redford did it at the end of the Last Castle. <laughs> <laughs> you do it all the time, Scott.
2: Drive the cavorka. <laughs> I I don't know what that is, but I'm relatively certain
1: you'd said something racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Seinfeld. Oh, I don't remember that episode. I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, it's uh, Kramer has the cavorka. It's the lore of the animal. Oh,
2: I remember that now. When he's yeah. in California, or no, no. it's not. I remember it now,
0: though, vaguely. What about this movie does not work for you
3: guys?
2: Do you have a cricket sound effect? (laughs) I actually do,
3: I think. I don't know if there's anything. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that necessarily doesn't work for me. Maybe just the ear cutting off part. I this mean it's well done it's though. It's really like, well done. When, when yeah. they just
0: like pan the camera up and away and like you just hear the sounds of the torture yeah. like it's man it's it's really well like I feel squeamish. Yeah. N- with nothing even on the screen. You know what I mean?
1: So. I mean I know we we talked about him already but what was his name Big Joe? Yeah. Yeah. He was the worst part. His acting was not good. He felt like a like a, a bit like a lost old man. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I I wish they would have replaced him with like anyone else. I don't think
2: that they had the money at that point. They yeah, just like anyone him. else?
1: <laughs> Bum on the street. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Anyone like he it's, he's for sure why it's not as good in my rating.
3: Wow, they just should not in it that much.
1: He he brought it down. They just should have pivoted. He, and made like his character like pulled me out of the movie. Really
3: that yeah. much? Yeah. Wow. What what do you think of Nice Guy Eddie? Which
1: one was he? The
3: Sun. The Sun
1: in oh, the blue tracksuit. Uh, he was okay. Did you prefer him in uh,
3: <laughs> Footloose? <laughs> Footloose? <laughs> Footloose.
1: No. Okay. Uh,
3: I I don't know why, but like I just I think it's so hilarious that he's in Footloose and this. <laughs> like I mean, it's it, that's it's just that an actor's in two different types of movie, but he's so I don't know such different types of movie. Yeah. I don't. And know, such I can't different characters. Him. I feel like I can take him less seriously now, yeah. having seen him in photos. Yeah,
0: I agree.
2: I get it. You know, uh, I think that Nice Guy Eddie is such a cool nickname. And like, how do you get with those cool criminal nicknames? How do they even come up with them? I don't know. You have a nickname, Lord of the Dance. That's not. That's <laughs> that's, that's just that's, who I am. Yeah, that's like more no, of a title. No,
3: khaki, Khaki Jake. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, because everybody yeah, calls me that. that. I mean, I, I do. I do. Yeah. Not
1: often though. No, that's true. They don't always call him Nice Guy Eddie. I feel like Sometimes every time they call they- him
0: Nice Guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, whenever they're talking about him, they call him Nice Guy Eddie, but they never call him Nice Guy Eddie to his face.
2: I feel like Mr. Blonde, uh, Vic Vega, I feel like he calls him Nice Guy
0: at one point to him, but I could be wrong.
2: He might. Uh, a little shout out to my tailor, who's also named Vic Vega. <laughs> uh,
1: you just
3: docked your Taylor. Is uh, he needs the business probably? Needs, yeah, exactly. I I mean, is he a
2: good tailor? Where is
1: he located? Do you know his social? I don't know. His, <laughs> I don't know his social, but he's located in
2: Temecula, off Rancho, California. It's called like Vic's Tailor Shop or something, or maybe it's Vegas Tailor Shop. Uh, uh, he was good. I mean, I just I had to get like a suit altered a little bit, and it was good.
3: So he's not like really your tailor, like but you I'm claiming it because he's got a.
2: I went to him twice because I also oh, had to okay. get some pants
3: hemmed. How was his prices? reasonable we're talking about reservoir dogs way less yeah <laughs> this
1: episode's we brought to you by our sponsor for the episode vegas taylor shop thanks rick Vic. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> thanks rick rick's is a is pr guy <laughs> <laughs> thanks rick
2: um yeah <laughs> speaking about reservoir dogs I just like
0: to call people by the wrong name sometimes <laughs> sky
2: broke <laughs> itself. So we're going to keep talking. <laughs> Speaking about reservoir dogs and clothes, <laughs> apparently, uh, they didn't have money for wardrobe either. So the actors just mostly wore their own clothes for the movie, which I thought was in like that tracks or the, the track jacket, that nice guy Eddie wore.
3: Okay. <laughs> that was his that was own. <laughs> his. Yeah. That's a big bummer actually. <laughs> yeah. Cause he looked awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did. He
0: really did. Uh, I think that's one of the things about this that just makes me so angry is that uh like Quentin Tarantino did this with essentially nothing. And I could not pull anything near <laughs> yeah. this good off. Like Well, <laughs> apparently he's gonna do it with even less. He was gonna do it with like 30 grand in a
2: in a 16mm camera, is what they said. And then uh Harvey Cattell called him and said he wanted to get in and help produce it, and that's how they got any budget.
0: Oh my gosh. Harvey Cattell just Yeah. Made quint footed the bill.
3: But then again, you're you're comparing yourself with one of the best filmmakers working today. I feel like if you had one
1: point two million dollars, you could make a decent film.
2: Could he make Reservoir
1: Dogs though? I
0: don't know. Maybe.
1: (laughs) With like also the talent of these actors.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Part of it is I just don't know any actors. So it would be you, Jokers. And I could you, do it. Jake, Jake, we we know be. some good actors. <laughs> I'm not a very good actor.
3: <laughs> we you know could, some good. We have a little you, bit of. You could be give
1: Luke a call. Um, who was the guy who died, Mister Blue? <laughs> yeah, dang. <laughs> I can't even, Mister
2: Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you you be Mister Brown.
3: You could be Mister Blue. I'm the one. I'm the old one who doesn't speak. Yeah, you get. No well, lines. he speaks only. They in have the diner to scene. write a scene so that I have some dialogue in yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you.
2: You're welcome, I was
3: gonna be Mr. Blue at the top of this episode, but you stole it. Oh. Yeah. To be fair and honest with you,
1: I had no clue you who, who I was saying. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you picked the worst one, honestly. Well, I'm glad.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh different uh different actors in different roles, like you know, or an actor in such a different role, Steve Buscemi cracks me up. Buscemi, sorry uh, cracks me up going from this to any of his comedy.
2: Yeah. It's I've been watching 30 rock again lately and he plays Jack Donaghy's uh private investigator. Yeah. And like, does that he ep- really? Yeah, yeah. It's really, he's in a couple episodes and it's very weird and pretty funny, but I was like, I had just watched reservoir dogs and then he's like meeting him. Uh, and he's like trying to refer him to his gym to get a free hat. <laughs> you know,
0: he's, he's one of the funnier characters because he's always like broke he's perpetually broke this private investigator. And oh. I don't know why that's like part of his character backstory, but he's always bringing it up yeah. <laughs>
3: like in <laughs> subtle ways. Fun. Yeah. I, I thought Steve Buscemi did a really great job. I remember the first time I watched this, I think he, he made the biggest impression on me.
2: I It makes me wish that he did more things like this. Like I don't know yeah. how many things I've seen him. I
3: think movie. my favorite bits of the movie are the bits with him and Har- Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that they played really well together.
2: Yeah, like, as much as I love Tim Roth, uh, I
1: think that Steve Buscemi was my favorite part of the movie,
3: honestly. Yeah, I think so, too.
1: I wish we could have seen Steve Buscemi die off-screen, or, like, on-screen. I don't think he died. I think he died. Oh, really? I thought, because he was leaves... Like shooting and stuff.
2: He leaves, like before the cops come no, no but, but they're shooting, shooting
0: you out you hear like skidding and then cops are like get down like, get down and there's gunfire oh and, yeah there was wasn't there? yeah that? uh-huh yeah i think he dies in the shootout with the cops huh i mean they like tarantino leaves it up to you like does he shoot his way out of it again or does he die we don't know did oh, by the way one thing i was confused
2: about uh who shot nice guy eddie was that See Buscemi? It was Buscemi. I that's, what I th- that's what I thought because he and ducked I, underneath.
0: Yeah. Scott and I like, w- were really confused by that as well. We I, re-round it, re-round, rewound it. Several times. Multiple
2: times, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That, that was what I assumed, but I didn't actually see it. But he just kind of came out from
3: cover.
0: Yeah. But he comes out with his gun out, so it uh-huh. it just sort of like alludes. I that always thought
3: it was Harvey. Well, he, ha- he couldn't have shot Joe and... I know, I, and I rewound it, and I honestly thought that you were supposed to just kind of suspend your belief that like he cuz it doesn't look like he shoots nice guy Eddie but I just I never thought that it was Steve. I thought that he was just neutral and he just got out of there. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, your disbelief. Yes, yeah. So I never even like considered that. But it yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Um but no, it's it's a little ambiguous.
0: It's probably honestly one of the only like uh confusing so therefore like poorly shot poorly delivered aspects of this movie uh-huh. the the other thing that i would have liked more of is we get some cool backstory on several people but we really don't for mr pink yeah i guess it's just because like like really i guess we're focusing on mr
2: orange mr white and then uh, mr blonde right yeah and so i wonder what that would have added for us yeah you know Especially when you don't have that much time, that much resources, like when you gotta cut the fat.
0: Yeah, that's like, fair. Uh, of all the people that survived, the one that I, I guess I care about the least
3: is probably Mister Pink. Uh-huh. I ca- yeah, I kind of like that we don't get that, and I can't mm. really tell you why, but yeah, I, I just kind of like that he's a little bit of a, a enigma. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. mysterious. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I I take it back. You're right in and, and maybe because uh, i'm I'm kind of thinking about it right now, maybe because he is already very likable, like yeah. you you really we really like him with what we get, whereas if we didn't have that with Mr. blonde, you'd hate him, you know, like he would be the worst, and you do you still do, but like at least kind of um getting that little that that flashback that we do with him kind of makes you understand him a little bit better, I uh. think you know so. For a character like that it feels a little bit more necessary that's true so it's really just trim the fat like yeah could be that's kind of the yeah the moral of that story and i think maybe part of it too is that um <clears throat> because i thought kind of an interesting aspect of this movie is it, mr white and mr blonde are kind of opposing forces in this movie at times and so uh I I always thought it was interesting to kind of figure out like where is Joe's loyalty going to lie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of split between the two a little bit, and you kind of see how that is, you know. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Any uh, any recasts or favorite lines? What what favorite lines can we even say? <laughs> <laughs> Not many. Yeah.
3: I think the tip part, like the, the tip yeah. scene is really good. Yeah. I really like that. I love the anecdote. Like I love Tim uh-huh. Roth's anecdote. I, I just love that entire sequence of the movie.
2: I think the tip part is funny too when uh, Tim Roth is trying to take his dollar back at the end. He's like, he convinced me. Just give me my money back. You yeah. Know? Like I don't believe in it anymore either.
0: Yeah. That was funny. The, the, uh, the, the anecdote sequence in particular, the bathroom, when he's in mm-hmm. the bathroom... Is I, I told Scott while we were watching it, I was like, this is one of my all-time favorite sequences in any movie. Like, just how he's, like, the camera's panning around him, he's in the bathroom, he's telling the story, but he's, like, telling it to the cops, and, like, so yeah. it's a yeah. little meta, and just that whole thing, I and love. And it's, like,
3: the, he it starts with him just, like, not even knowing the lines, and it's it's not, re- like, this anecdote is not real. right develops it more and more and the more confidence he does it with it's getting more and more real and then it gets real enough to where we're in it right and yeah we're, and and we're seeing it actually happen right think like that was really creative
2: it, yeah i think that is a very fun way of like like him pacing and like oh i don't know yeah you know. and then yeah and then all of a sudden we see it all yeah i, I, I think that's it's, i hadn't thought about that that's cool
0: yeah it's a cool way to show that he's good enough that he's selling this to them that it's like we're them seeing seeing it yeah yeah He's such a good storyteller. That, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's it. Did you guys have any uh, any idea who the rat would be beforehand? I
1: no, can't, I, I th- can't remember.
2: I can't remember, like, seeing this for the first time, you know? Yeah. Where, like, it's kind of like, you know how, like, people think, like, like, uh, like, Darth Vader being Luke's father is the big spoiler. It just feels like something I've always known. Yeah. You know, where, like, I, I don't. I can't divorce myself from it at this point.
1: I actually thought it was going to be the main character, like the the guy with Steve Buscemi in the beginning. What's his Mr. name? Mr. White. Mr. Yeah. White. I, I think that's kind
2: of
3: that, who I thought maybe it would be too. Mm-hmm. I thought
2: that Orange was the main character.
3: No? <sighs> who, I don't think that there's a, a main yeah. character really, you know? Okay. Like it, it's an ensemble movie, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I agree. I thought, I th- and it, I'm kind of with you, Jake. I don't really remember my headspace when I was first watching it. But I'm pretty sure if there was anyone I thought it was, I think it was Mr. White that I would have guessed. But I remember when when um orange shoots blonde, uh, mm-hmm. like I was I was so floored by that scene when I first watched it and then he well even I, when he
1: s- did it like I still at that point didn't think he was the guy with, yeah I, told the yeah. Cops. I thought he was just a, while. a decent human being me it takes too. a
3: while yeah. for me him too to- and because I, I just remember thinking like this is a very interesting development like what is going on and then when that police officer like when he when he reveals it, it's like what the and then I love that the police officer knows him right like I thought that that was really interesting development for that minor character. You know, yeah. that he like, he knew that he was there and he did not blow that guy's cover. The entire I know. Time. Like
2: the whole time when he's like, I, I yeah, like watching it again, I kind of forgot that he knew who he was and I was like, hey, he just doesn't know anything. I, like, I oh always, I always forget
3: that detail. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That. And I also think it's crazy that all of the cops outside were just letting those two guys get tortured and die just because they were waiting for big Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It is kind of crazy. I
2: guess all of it would have been for nothing if they didn't get Joe. Like everybody else is small fish. Like they could have got him for something else probably, right? Or they could have got him at the the store or whatever they were doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like we don't know, like I, his his character is not called Big Joe, right? Uh, they call him Joe. I thought they called him Big Joe or something. Oh, okay yeah. Like I don't know what his like history is in this like universe. It seems like, like he runs a Like crime. he's probably killed lots of cops. And so I was like, what's two more to add to his uh, list as long as we get them? Yeah. Mm. A little
2: bit of pragmatism. Yeah. And I mean, also, like, the thing is it's like, uh, Orange was, like, he was ready to die for it at that point. Like, he knew what he was getting into, and he was shot, and he didn't call anybody in at that point either, Mm -hmm. which I assume he could have at any
1: point. Well, that's, I think, part of why he was like, just take me to a hospital. You don't have to stay around. Just drop yeah. me on off, outside. Like he just wanted to survive.
2: But then, then when like Marvin is there and he's like, call him in. He's like, no, don't you like, don't you wimp out on me now?
0: Yeah, you know, like, totally. Like we
2: have to wait for this or this was not for
0: anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Powerful. That is such a powerful exchange between him and the the cop and Marvin. All right. What do you guys say? We, uh, we put this one in the books. Let's do put it. it to bed. Let's
1: do it. Tuck it in. Put it in its fuzzy moose pajamas. Give it a little kiss. How tightly do you want to tuck it in? <laughs>
3: Extremely. This is, the, this is the the mythos <laughs> that I'm not like <laughs> no. that I don't love.
2: I want Costanza to get mad at how tight he's tucked in. We can talk about Seinfeld again. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I can get into that. All right, Jake, you're up first.
2: All right. Oh wait, I forgot to give it a a thing. Give me. <laughs>
1: Give me one moment. I'll give it. No, Jake's first. It's his movie.
2: Okay, I'm gonna give it an eight point seven five. Uh, bullets in the gut. I don't. Okay.
3: What? <laughs> Can we not it's do? The first 75? Time I've done a second one. Just, just, round up. just eight point
2: <laughs> eight. 8.
3: <laughs> All right, Zach, go ahead. I'll give it nine ears cut off. <laughs> uh, Tyler. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna give this an eight point nine. No, I take that back. I'm gonna give this a nine point two. Nine point two uh colors for names. I don't know. Why is this so hard? Because <laughs> we don't think about
2: it. We, we stop thinking like usually when I watch what before I was watching the movie like, okay, that's what I'll say. Yeah. You know, but I just if I'm out of habit. All right. It's hard, Tom.
1: Just <laughs> Tom, I'll do it for you. It's not as easy as it may seem. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one eight Mr. Pinks.
0: it's so funny i almost said that and i was like it sounds stupid i'm not gonna say that (laughs)
1: um all right this one comes out to an
3: 87 percent i i thought for a sec that i might be the one to nail it this time because i was in between two and then scott tanked that with an eight yeah
2: Yeah, obviously scott's gonna do that (laughs)
1: That's true. What it, well, I what gave Inglorious 8.2, and I said i like this one less than Inglorious. Oh,
2: I don't remember what you rated everything, Scott, and I'm not going to look it up in the middle of the podcast.
1: I've, I gave Django a
2: 9.4. I don't remember that, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else did you rate? Give me all your ratings right now. <laughs> Scott. I'll tell you what, I don't remember any of them.
0: <laughs> how did this? So I remember This, this fared, it's <laughs> yeah. now
1: uh, number 15.
0: Yeah, but almost. how did this do compared to Pulp Fiction? Uh,
1: I think it beat it. Pulp Fiction. What what
3: did we rate this one just now?
1: Eight point eighty 87. 87?
3: Okay. Pulp Fiction was an 80. Oh. Okay. Quite a bit better.
0: I'm super happy with where this landed. 87 is yeah.
3: solid. Yeah. 87 is, is high. Yeah.
0: I could, like, honestly,
2: I just watched it. I could probably go home and watch it today. Like, I, do, I don't think I get tired of it.
1: And this is right in between. The other guys gave this a 92 and IMDb gave it 8.3. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like 87 is a pretty
3: solid score. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Zach, uh, Scott, let's cut it out with all the, the JP stuff. Yeah, he messaged me last week after the episode, and he. Wait, uh,
0: wait, wait! What are we doing next week? Oh, it's you. Oh, is it perks well, of being a wallflower? Wait, is it? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's not Spooktober. <laughs> no, the la- no. this is the last no. one before we, we one get into a good one old one. Spooktober. I counted my weeks wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, one Get more. Get ready for the spooky, spooky month. <laughs> so, this is why do you keep uh, m- nominating bummer summer movies when it's not bummer summer? Yeah, you summer? know what's funny is his non bummer summer is going to be way more of a bummer than your bummer <laughs> summer. You really think so? Yes. I wasn't bummed by any of your movies. <laughs> None of them. You weren't sad at Million Dollar Baby?
1: Okay, that was a little bit of a bummer. But... A,
0: little, a little A little bit? I'll, I'll tell you what, Perks is going to have more of a bummer than this. I really don't even want to watch Perks one? Then, than, uh, than uh, Million Dollar Baby.
3: Oh, but Perks of Being a Wallflower has a happy ending. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel better movies, going into it, though. These are movies you absolutely should have seen. Like, are we, conf- are we I would, concerned I about might, spoiling? Have <laughs> I might seen? contest that...
1: Have you seen Perks? Perks of... I have not. I haven't
2: either. Okay,
3: that, fair point. Fair point, but... I, we, we're not concerned about spoiling movies on this podcast.
2: I haven't seen them yet. Okay. <laughs> That's I, the point. It's okay, movies okay, you should okay. have seen that one of us hasn't. We,
3: <laughs> we will... <laughs> I'm sorry. To <laughs> maybe put you a little bit more at ease, this is not nearly as much of a spoiler as Fight Club was for you.
2: Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. That, that changed my personality. That should I, be in my uh, core. I fight
3: anyone <laughs> it, it, that thinks that Perks of Being a Wallflower is a bigger bomber than Million Dollar Baby in Requiem for a Dream. It's a bigger bummer than Requiem. What? Requiem's not wasn't a bummer. It's just bad. <laughs> no, I mean it's still a bummer. Ed, oh, you're getting me fired up. Well, you don't think you don't think that. Tune a,
2: in next week for Requiem for a Dream Part Two.